if you'd done all that, you would have a good day. So I just said to myself, even when I was feeling, I was like, oh, I could have done this better. I could have done that better. I could have done this better. I could have done that better. And for that, for on that day, yes, even when I finished, I said, well, there's a couple of days I could have done better, but I knew I'd put myself in a position that next time I'll maybe try to go harder. But for on that day, that was my job, just to make sure I come in. Like, it would have been the same at 2.59. You know, how, how I would have felt. I just needed to do what I thought that I, I could have done, like, you know. That, my friend, was Drew Fowler. And this is the Inspirational Runners Podcast. Hey everyone, hope everything's on plan. I'm Robbie Marsh and I'm your host, so welcome to the podcast. As most of you know already, I'm heading to Uganda Marathon uh, next week. Um, I'm having to leave for my flight in about 20 minutes, so this is a bit rushed. As I'm not here next week, we decided to do a double edition and there was no better person than Drew Fowler from Bally Drain Runners. If there ever was a story about not giving up, then this is it. Unfortunately, I haven't had time to edit the podcast, so just thrown it out there. I've listened to it already, trying to work out the best way to cut it and just decided the best way was not to. Drew really does take us on his marathon journey to break in the sub three, so really hope you enjoy it. Before we start, I'd just like to thank our sponsors, Excel Sports. Their next event is in the Donegal Wild Atlantic Marathon. Um, they also have a half marathon course. It's in Kelly Beggs, Kenny Donegal, being held on July the 14th. An absolutely beautiful course, so check out their Facebook page to register. There's also a flyer on the Inspirational Runners page, you can check that out also. With great pleasure, I give you Drew Fowler. Still living hope. <laughs> Wait, so you ran your first marathon, that's when you started, like 2009, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, when I was away. I was What's back that? Um, well, I was away, went away to Australia, 2000, uh, 2009, um, and whenever I was over there, I was obviously no form of transport, I was working, and seen the marathon, the Perth Marathon, the City of the Surf, I called it. I was sort of like, oh, I could do that, and I, I'd, always, I'd always ran, I'd always done wee bits and pieces from years before like I used to used to be out running but never really done marathons or half marathons and I used to go to the gym mm-hmm. so just started running so through that but um well it was three there's three of us saying like because um it's me me Podrick and Nigel and I we used to go running around in Port Ferry obviously around the around the mountain like it was you're originally from Port Ferry yeah you? yeah I'm, I'm Port Ferry like so it's not too big a track around there like you had to it's not great so whenever whenever I went over to Australia um Potty had died the year before in a car crash and sort of thought when I was away right well I'll do something for mm. the charity so come the marathon day then I had a good few miles done but I didn't I didn't appreciate a marathon then I didn't know what a marathon was I just thought I just have to go and run so I just rocked up not knowing what to expect and just you know just done it. Yeah, yeah. Job you just done. you just got it done. Job done. Sort of. Mm-hmm. You weren't gonna be thinking. Oh, I have to run there. I didn't even have a watch, so I wasn't gonna be thinking. Oh, you had to hit this pace. You had to hit that pace. You had to do this. You had to do that. You had to drink water here. You had to drink this here. And it was went went. I ended up finding when I got the start line as you do bump into somebody, and it turned out to be a guy from uh, Armagh. So that so I met talking away to him at the start line. He was wearing his Northern Iron top. Turned away to him at the start line, and he's like, Is this your first marathon? I says, I, he'd done the same thing. I could have seen it, thought I'd train for it because 
you know, seen the weight going on over here partying all the time and he started training and then me and him ran the whole thing together, stuck together, just ran the whole thing together and then when we came in and got the time and I was thinking, oh, three thirty seven, that's dead on, happy days, didn't really pay much attention to it. It was only the next day then when I went to work and my boss at the time over there, his daughter was a big runner. Like I think she ran it. She was she was a good runner. She I think three fifteen or something she ran. And he said to me, Oh, what was your time yesterday? And I says, Oh, three, three thirty seven. And he goes, That's amazing. Was that your first one? And I was like, Yeah and then he was like, oh, That's brilliant time for your first one and then he came back out and he, he said he rung his daughter and said three thirty seven and I was like, I don't I don't get this, like I don't you know, you're nearly lost here, like to my my eyes at that stage. <laughs> like, I just gotta get it done but then then that's that's when I started realizing. So to say it was a good experience then. Yeah, yeah. Coming back anyway, yeah, <laughs> Belfast. Yeah. It was your second marathon, keeping focused on the journey to the sub three. Yeah. That's where it's all coming in the bait. Um because you ran exactly the same time, didn't you, in Belfast? Yeah, it did. Um, yeah, see it was it was literally I think there were seconds between it in Belfast. It was like three thirty seven and I never, never thought that again. It was, it was. I just sort of thought to myself, all right, if I'm going to do a marathon from now on, it's going to be about the three thirty, three thirty, three thirty seven mark. I did on happy days. No, I was, you know, that's just the way it was. You were and then, yeah, well, I don't know why I was content or I thought that was all I had. You know, because mm. I was well, I was training, but again, you were going out for a run and thinking, oh, I've, I've worked hard, I've done this, I've done that. Still at that stage, never, never in a million years mm. did I think of times I wasn't doing as I said I wasn't doing 10k's or half marathons it was just pure marathons I just wanted to go out and punish it's, impo- it's important that though because like even through myself you'll find like most runners will come to a time yeah and they think that's it and they, yeah. they go through the training plan they come off and there'll be like one or two minutes either side of the marathon yeah and if you do the same thing, you're going to get the same result. Yeah, well, that's, that's it. And that's know. the learning I think a lot of us have taken on. Yeah. Over time, we're learning more. We're gaining more experience for people yeah. that have more experience and giving us a bit more structure and intervals and hill repeats and all this X, Y, and Z. And all of a sudden, times are getting quicker and quicker and quicker. But as you did, the 337 and 337, you can still see people stuck in that. Yeah. Oh, they yeah, don't actually yeah. realise, you know, with a bit of structure... Just something you tweaking, can take tweaking. another wee layer off yeah, and another wee, wee layer things. off. So I think the first three, the first three marathons I've done, I think it was 337, 337, and 332. I was like, oh, how about days, you know. Yeah, and, uh, that's pretty good. I think then I started thinking, uh, sometime on maybe. But it wasn't a big, to me it wasn't a big thing. Because it wasn't really. It was 2012 you did what you just talked about, four yes. marathons in four yeah. weeks. Yeah. Why? <laughs> just, just, just again, again, just down to that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, just just a challenge. Just see what I adventure. See. Well, it's more, yeah, an adventure plus done that I, again. Still doing it for charity, but I just wanted to, just wanted. I knew I could deal with the pain of it. I just knew, you know what, Martin's, Martin's aren't meant to be easy. Martin's are meant to be hard, and this is a challenge to yourself and just to push yourself. You know, if you can do this, you can do a lot of things, and all, you know. Do you get? Get that sense that it was just making you stronger as a person all over, like. Yeah, I think so. I think so, and because in my head, obviously, my marathons were my time for punishing myself and things like that, and you know, being out there and you know, obviously, because always remembered, like I say about the three musketeers, me, me, Nigel, and, and Polly. It was my time to be out there and just remember being running with him. He never got to run a marathon, and I always thought, well, this is one of the things that 
he might have done, but I'm gonna I'm gonna do it because mm-hmm. he never did, and then that's an experience I can say that help you grieve with it. A little yeah, bit. I think I think it I think I could think it did, but at the same time, you know, yeah, it probably it probably did. Yeah, Two thousand fourteen yeah. then. Yeah. So falling on to the next year, you're still just throwing your hat into the ring with the mark and it's not really changing much in your training or anything. Yeah. Just, just what was your type of training back then when you were hitting around the three thirties, three thirty fives? Were you just running distance? Yeah, it was, it was sort of more yeah, two thousand two thousand fourteen, yeah. Because two thousand thirteen I was injured. Two thousand fourteen I'd only done I think only done one marathon that year. That you marathon. you were injured two thousand thirteen? Yeah. After you doing your four marks. Yeah, I got injured. <laughs> yeah, that's fun. I got I done them and thought it was great, and then a couple of months passed, and then I started getting a real bad pain in my my, my ankles, and then ended up ended up you go to the physios as to do mm-hmm. tell you, oh don't run now you've bad ankles you've bad feet you're 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 all lineman's out and oh you're gonna need insoles you're gonna need this you're gonna need that and you're like right such, and you a, take sale, it, such a sale pitch ah you take you take it all in so then before I knew it I was in insoles I you know I stopped yeah. running it was too sore anytime I got a couple of miles I was like oh that's snipping there I have to have to stop and I sort of fell out of it a wee bit and I thought no this isn't gonna happen and then 2014 I think I maybe done one marathon that year I think I maybe just done Belfast because mm-hmm. it was the thing but again it wasn't a bit time running and then really kicked on then 2015 2014 was a bit of a tough year well, what were you, what was your training though 2014 you're in the belfast and Uri. yeah um were you just running like trying to get to 20 miles or 18 miles 20 miles just, did yeah, you have yeah. any structure around it no, at all no, like, uh, no, no back, back then no no like, I, was, I was so naive to how marathon mm-hmm. worked it was just again it was just you're going to get to about 20 mile this is going to be sore and you're going to grit your teeth and you're going to get through it. Then that, then when I got that out of the road, then that got me thinking, right, now I'm going for, now I'm going for my three, my three hours. Okay, so you, you've done all your sort of adventures, your nine and nine, yeah. four and fours, all that good stuff. You've done a hundred miles. Yeah. Now your focus is really actually thinking, well, actually, I can now, get under the three hours. Now yeah. I have to get under the three. So, I, so in Belfast, you ran 328. Belfast to... That year. 16, ah, yeah, 2016, yeah. 2016, after the last yeah. one standing. But in Uri, you actually smashed your PB and you ran 3.06. Yeah. What was different between them two races? Because they were very close together. You got Belfast in April and Uri end of May. Yeah, well, what happened was I went out in April. So, yeah, last one standing in February, I went out in April, and off the back of that, I went to my first East Antrim marathon and I ran 3.02. Right. And I was like, Holy moly, that was good. And never... And but never how, did, how did that happen? You know, because... I don't know how it happens. I don't... I honestly <laughs> don't know. I wasn't... I had... I was just running. I just got up that Sunday morning and went for a run. You know, and... Mm. you know, no pressure. I remember, I remember laughing because it was the first time I had... I wore compression socks. I always wore my socks up. So that was, that was my thing. You wore your socks up. And I went and I seen these pair of compression socks and I had clown socks. I still have them. And I pulled them up and I remember remember everybody was laughing and saying, Look at the socks and that everybody and I was out and I was just enjoying my run. As you do, you're out enjoying your marathon, just me. And you're out you're out doing your doing your thing and I remember not even looking at my watch and I came round about half a mile from the finish and I looked at my watch and it was like three oh one. I was like I could've <laughs> Cause it, cause 
like a couple of miles beforehand. Obviously, I'm still having the problems with my legs, so I stopped starting the last three, four miles. And I was like, I'd only only then I looked at my watch and I was like, I could, I could have got that there. Without even trying, I could have probably went under three. And I was like, right, right, no, no, Belfast, we'll go to Belfast. So I done the 302 that day and I was like, right, I'm going to train hard these next couple of weeks in the build up to Belfast. So I went out and I was doing my 20 mile runs and then, then I was like looking at the pace, it was like 6.51. And I was going out and doing my runs and I'd done the Belfast Marathon. I'd done 20 miles of the Belfast Marathon. Look, because I'd done Belfast so many times and the horrible, horrible, uh, Dargan and the the towpath and all when you come out of Gideon's says I'm going to do 20 miles and I'm going to include the Antrim Road down the Shore Road and round through and finish up the Ozone so I'd done it twice to my which is probably a mistake because I was start of the April I'd done a marathon and then yeah. two 20 mile runs in the end of it, roughly nearly the end of April. Superman syndrome. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's it. But because, because I was, I was naive. I didn't know. I just thought that's how you, that's how you do it. And then it came to Belfast. And looking back, I was probably burnt out. I probably, I went in thinking, right now I can go and do this, and I stuck to my pace, and I was checking my watch a wee bit. But I think without knowing it, I put a bit of pressure on myself. But mm. I was, I looking back now, I had nothing. I had nothing in the tank. I got to. I got up Dandrum Road, dead on. And I think, I think it was the first year I remember somebody saying to me, "Them pacers are out. Them pacers are way out. They're about three minutes ahead." And the three three R pacer was, just in front yeah, of me. I, I can so I knew, so I knew, I knew it was, I knew it was up. Was it, not two thousand sixteen? Yeah, the pacers. And then one of the pacers pulled off. One of the three R pacers pulled off, and there was only one. And I was like, "Oh no, oh no!" And then I came down Dandrum Road, up the up Dandrum Road, down down the hill and then you swing a left and then I'm starting to feel starting to feel it and get in the Gideons and you get that wee pick up from the crowd and all and then when you hit the towpath then I got halfway down the towpath and it was like bang it's just like nah I had nothing and the energy just sat from me and I was like my legs were gone and pains cramps everything I was just like how this happen I've only I've only done 16, 17 I think it's only 17 miles last days. I was like I can run 20 miles quicker than this and why is this why is this happening and then i just sort of put it down to fatigue mm-hmm. you know fatigue fatigue you just you're just learning about yourself the whole time aren't yeah you? and self-reflection sort of and then that back. that was so that was belfast 2016 and then it says right dust, mm-hmm. dust yourself off and go to newry so i went to newry that year with thinking then right just go and run and i was in liverpool the thursday before liverpool in the semi-final the cup and I thought to myself no chance because the way I come home I was in a great shape on the Friday morning when I come home and the marathon was in the, the marathon was in the Sunday and I went to the marathon again looking back I probably went with no expectations thinking I might I might have a good day here I might not but sure I'll just go but lo and behold feet started giving me bother and that pain that I was getting my foot from 2015 like obviously gave me a bit of bother through last one stand up but not too much because stop start it was only really when I got to about 18, 19 mile even on training runs it would have got the pain would have come in and come in and come in and I was like Newry that year that was the first I'd done Newry from 2014 and I remember in 2014 I got to about 7 mile in Newry Marathon and I stopped and I was like what am I doing 
I just know that because that's what marathons do. Yeah, you've trained, mm. you've trained, you trained, and like seven mile end of the Newry Marathon, which is out round, you know, how mile back roads, you know. I just stopped and I was like, I don't want to do this. I just don't want to do this today. And then I was like, well, you you're seven mile in, so it's seven mile back, or it's six mile to the halfway. And if you get the halfway, at least there'll be somebody there and somebody can drive you back. So we got the halfway, not knowing where halfway was in Newry. Got the halfway in Newry, and sure, it's just a turn. You can back, there's nobody there, and then you're on the towpath. And I was like, I got the halfway, and I was like, oh, well, then again, got it done. But in 2016, I got out, and I was running, running dead on, and everything was going well, and then just fatigue, general fatigue came in, and I think, again, I was just, obviously, at the weekend. the weekend before, and I partied and stuff, and thinking, and again, I was hoping for it, but if it didn't happen, it didn't happen. But in the back of your head, you're thinking, oh, I could still... Could still do this. I, I I was close there before, so ended up coming in three oh six and being absolutely got it because obviously my, my focus was trying to get London. I wanted to do London. You know, London was my one of my big marathons, and when I when I only then realised it was three oh five for London. I want to get three oh six. I remember coming in, got it that I didn't do the three R and absolutely devastated then that I didn't get into London. I was just thinking, oh, I could have got into London and that could have been the three-hour, no, you know, as, as you do. Yeah. So then that, was, that, was, that went out the window and then... Uh, missed the opportunity. Missed it. Just, so that was, that was, I was like, right, right, well, next one, next one. So I think the next one then was, was that Dublin then, maybe? You've done, you done the More My Ultra. More My it's Ultra, It's important to talk about the Port of Ferry as well. I'm not going to tip, like, but your time was 65 minutes. It's a great time for the Port of very 10 mile oh yeah why I got injured um, yeah. I want to talk about Susan injury came after that really yeah, wasn't it well this is, that was probably one of the turning the turning points then for me and well looking back now that was probably the turning point I uh, went and done the morning way ultra as I said and that's when I met Peter and back that story with big Peter who now I class a good running body like I have to challenge him now. There's not many people can say that about Peter, by the way, because well, you can't keep up with him. I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but there's there's a great photo actually. There's a great photo that they used uh, for the the morning way the year after of me and Peter running out and I was thinking if they could only if they could only hear the stories we were talking about that day because Peter Peter's a lovely guy like and so so down to earth too. But yes, I went then and done the morning way and ran really well. But as we were saying earlier, like as a runner. You're on cloud nine when everything's going well. I was I'd done the last man standing. I got close to the sub three. I was running really well in half marathons. I was running. I was done my first ultra, and I was like, oh, this is amazing, this is amazing. And but at the same time, the problems with my feet were still there. My legs were getting sore. Something was going. Yeah. Something you just knew. You're going to come down. Something's going to go wrong. But at the same time, you think, oh no no, not helping me. Everybody else getting into not, not helping me. And then we went to, that got me into July, and the Port of Friday time my race, my home race. I was like, yes, Port of Friday, yes, this is this is my home race. I'll have a good race down here. I've had a real good year last year. I'll have a good good run at Port of Friday. And I'd done sixty three the year before, which I was thinking. Back then, I didn't didn't think anything of it, and I got to Port of Friday this year, thinking, right, I've done sixty three. Let's see if I can hit that again. And I went out for a run on the Sunday, the Sunday before the race on the Tuesday. And my ankle and all was sore, my, my foot and all was sore, but never really paid much attention to it. I went out running and I can't remember coming, I was only about a mile from home and the pain came back. And usually you know yourself, and you, I'm sure you've done a few marathons, when you get to the stage of marathon training, everything's great for a while and then it comes 
bang, you're starting to feel sore for a couple of miles, you get going, the legs get going, you're stepping sore. I passed that stage and then I got to about a mile from home and my foot started throbbing, my ankle started throbbing. I was like, oh, this isn't good, but I ran on anyway. And then woke up on the Monday, real, really sore. And I thought, well, the race tomorrow night, I'm racing this tomorrow night. So as you do, not that you're meant to, two paracetamol clean into me and uh, went and run the Port of Friday 10 mile. And from start to finish, I was in absolute agony because of paracetamol, it was that sore. I don't even think the paracetamol kicked in. And I remember when I came over the finish line, just being sick with pain. I was thinking, something's not right here, this is, this is bad. I remember walking back up to the, the change rooms, I think it changed, and had to go had to go to the physio the next day, and says, Audrey, you're Achilles, you've, you've damaged your Achilles, or I don't, don't, you haven't ripped it or tore it, but you've, it's, it's all inflamed, it's all swollen, so take, take a couple of weeks, so you know, you know what that's like for long. I was like, oh no. So had to take a couple of weeks off, one week, two weeks, three weeks, started getting a wee bit easier when I had to run a mile, no good, back to, back to square one, then went again a couple of times, and then I think five, six weeks passed, and still no better, and Emer said to me, look, try, try Leo, uh, uh, the biomechanic at Belfast, so I went to him, and he taped, he taped me up, and says, Drew, your feet by your <laughs> feet, I don't know how you run them feet, and I said, I stop him, and he's, he taped me up anyway, and he says, look, go out tonight, and go on the grass, you know, just stay, stay on the grass, and just go running, as you normally would, and I was like, well, I went out last night, and I can't, I can't do more than a mile, and he says, go out and run as far as you want, so I'm on the grass, up a storming, and I started running, no pain, I was like, Jesus, great, and I kept running and running and running, ended up doing 10 miles. First night back after eight weeks out, run 10 miles, which was probably stupid, but because it was taped up, it was dead on. Whatever way it was, my Achilles, the way my foot was all lined, it was it was catching, it was chafing against itself. But whatever way he had taped me, there was no pain. So it allowed me to move on it, but it couldn't get me going again. So then that got me towards, I was going to Chicago. So got the got the pain away. And I started training for Chicago then in two th- I was 2016. Yeah, and I went to Chicago then and I decided not to go for the sub three in Chicago just to get to get it done and I would go to Dublin. So ended up a friend of mine, Paul, um he was he was out injured, he was been out injured, but he had booked to go to Chicago and he wasn't gonna do it, he was just gonna spectate it. And I says, Look, I run with you. We'll, we'll do it together, I'll stay with you, we'll get through it, we'll, you'll be able to do it, just we'll stay together and we'll have fun, we'll enjoy it, how you enjoy a marathon, I don't know, but, so that's what we done that day, we just ran together, I enjoyed it, he didn't, he says now he didn't enjoy it as much as me, but I enjoyed it because there was no pressure, but then the pressure for me was then getting into Dublin, because I had trained, for, trained hard for Chicago, I decided not to go for the sub three, and then when I went to Dublin, it was like right, Full on. This is this is your race. So, in between times, I'd went and seen. Obviously, got my Achilles fixed, and Leo Sentry. This is your feet. Maybe get your insoles, new insoles. So I'd went and seen a guy and got new insoles in probably September. So, ended up getting the new insoles, and I was running them. And I just, I just never felt right in them because I I wore my other insoles for so long, and then I got these insoles and I put them in. And, 
was like, right, these are new, these will make, these will keep this pain away and in your head, you're thinking, this will be great, this will be great. So I got running in them and went to Dublin and I just never felt comfortable in them soles and went to Dublin, took off anyway and ran, just ran my race, 16 mile in, started getting real, real bad pains. I ended up, ended up, it was, my ankle was giving me bad, but it was more so because of the way I was landing and my foot, my foot just didn't, I kept kicking my foot on the ground because the insole wasn't sitting right. So I ended up taking my trainers off and throwing, throwing the insoles, <laughs> throwing the insoles over the, over the fence. It's like 200 odd pounds worth of insoles just threw them away. I says, never again, <laughs> never again, never, never wearing them again. That's it. This is it. And ended up, ended up that year. I think that was year I'd done three, 319 maybe and because of, cause of the cramps and all my foot and all the time I think the last mile was 20 22 minutes it took me to do the last mile <laughs> and I ended up with 319 I was raging I was absolutely I was, I was I was so annoyed but I sort of knew to myself look you can do this you can don't you can you can do this so then that that, that was maybe attempt five at it and I just, I just kept saying to myself, you've got, you can, you can do it. So just, just keep thinking there's, about there's it. There's a couple so. of bits of bad luck there, was just holding you back a little bit. Yeah, yeah well, I don't think I ever just, I just needed to tweak wee things. Mm-hmm. So that I just well, needed. Twe- it sounds like you're tweaking plenty. <laughs> I know. <laughs> just tweaking the wrong things. I was just doing the, doing the wrong thing. <laughs> so then I got, I got out of, I got out of it, and then was that, was that Manchester? Then I went, was my next. It's Manchester. I met you at the start night of Manchester. Yeah. And you were, yes. you were balling nerves. Yeah, Man- yeah, Manchester was. So you're in good shape. Yeah, Manchester. I was in real good shape. In Manchester, going into Manchester, but I'd done Willie's plan. Willie gave me a plan. That was the first plan. So Willie McCracken. Willie McCracken, who would would sort of put his arm around me now and sort of guide me in the right the right sort of direction. So. But there's no truth in the fact that you started sending messages to, <laughs> to Emer. <laughs> Willie Star. <laughs> Just to get a plan for Just Willie. Just to get close to Willie. Well, cheap plan. <laughs> <laughs> Whose rumours uh, right there? No, no. But, yeah, that was the first time. Uh, two, yeah, that was 2000. So do you think that helped, that structure from Willie? Willie's a legend, obviously. Yeah, oh, yeah. Well, Willie's sort of seen what he was doing. 238, was it? His 223. 223, yeah. Um, I, think he, I think Chris that year done 238 in Manchester. Oh, I Chris, who, Chris Devine, who he coaches. But yeah, Willie, Willie had sort of seen what I was doing and sort of took me on board a wee bit. And like, obviously, I'm still, I'm still training with the club and great coaches and stuff there. And everybody was helping me through. And this day, it was coming a bit of a not a running joke, but a wee joke with age. I, I, you'll never break this up through. You'll never get it. And I was like, I, I, I keep taking on. Like, I, it'll come, it'll come. And I remember doing Willie's plan. I was going through it day by day, and everything was going well. And I wasn't. I think the only race I done that year was before Manchester was doing, doing half marathon, I met, met you there too, and I think you paced that year. Stalking you at this point. Ah, you started with, what's, 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 what's he doing, what's he doing, I'll get close to him. And, uh, doing, and then I went to Manchester, and the training went, training went well, I usually train really well, that's my problem, I usually train really well, but I think I make the mistake of overtraining. Do you, do you find that when your training goes really well, this, this is what I find, I know, when you're in good form, and there's a bit more pressure at the starting line, because you were sometimes, you were, sometimes, yeah. Whether you realise it or not, you're a bag of nerves at the start, of Manchester. Manchester, Manchester. See, Manchester is a wee bit different because I got sick. I got sick about two or three days before I went to Manchester, and my chest, 
so he had, had pneumonia back in 2008 and when I when I exert myself too much mm. my chest closes in because I don't have and I'm, anytime I do like it used to be when I was doing 20 mile runs anytime I done a 20 mile run the next week or so I would have been very fatigued and I would have ended up getting like a chest infection because obviously yeah. my lungs and for Manchester I trained and trained, but all, and trained. Your, all, all your training is now telling you you're going to get a sub 3 yeah, oh, it's, at this stage... It's screaming this, at you now. This, this, this is in the bag now. At this stage, like, obviously, just... Willie's plan had me and it stuck. This was the first one I'd actually stuck. The other ones now, if I was to put a mark around the other ones and go, right, them ones there, I've had mistakes, I've done this, I didn't do this right, I didn't do that right, I've overtrained, I've done too many miles, I've done this, but Willie had me a plan and said, stick to this. Tried to my, tried my best to stick to it. And that said, uh, some of the paces do this, do that, this pace, do it at this pace. And even then, I wasn't realising that I was doing my easy runs too fast. Mm. I wasn't giving myself time to recover, but my fat, my longer runs, I was still doing fast. But I was still... It's hard, it's hard to get locked into that, isn't it? Yeah, it's, yeah. It's counterintuitive almost. De- oh, you, definitely. But you think you need to be feeling the effort yeah. to gain. Yes, that's what I, I think. No, if I can run, like I was going out and doing 20 mile runs at 6.30 pace. 6.35 pace <laughs> and thinking no this is great but it's alright doing that over 20 mile you need to do it over 26 well 26.2 to be precise but you know I could do that over 20 and I was thinking no that's dead on that's dead on but what I was doing was I think what I was doing was doing it burning myself out and being ready to go two weeks before the actual marathon you were racing your race before the race yeah, yeah. and a lot, I think a lot of people do that mm-hmm. so that seemed to be the, the crux of it all that seemed to be what I was doing and that's why I was getting sick or that's why I was feeling burnt out come the, the day of the marathon yeah. so Manchester I, said, I remember I actually remember meeting you I think you were just sitting sitting inside of the, I don't think you were feeling that well that day or something no or something. I, I about you four were, weeks before that yeah, I'd been did. like um, I, I was going into the form of my life as well Gary yeah. Allen was training me four weeks before I got sick I couldn't yeah. run past four miles yeah that's right that's what I remember so, you saying that I ran to the halfway line at one forty five, just yeah. I was on for three ten, three twelve uh-huh. in my training, and but I knew if I can get to the halfway line, I'm gonna walk the rest. Yes, because over there, like yeah, so. I used to see them, and you go out and you come back, and well, it, it was what it was, sort of yeah. thing, you know. But that's just that, that's the way it goes. So train, like, training went really well, but I remember so wait, this Wednesday or Thursday before I went to Manchester, I started feeling a bit, a bit sick. I was like, oh, not again! Come on, you, you pull through this, and then obviously, obviously. Anytime I get sort of sick now, it goes into my chest mm. and it's, it's my lungs filled with fluid and stuff and you're coughing and splittering and splittering. And for a marathon, you need to be, you need to be, you'll go find out, you can go and run, you can go and run a 10k, you can go and run a half marathon and you'll be able to, you'll be all right. But over a marathon, you need everything to line up. You need yeah. planets and everything lining up, all them, all the wee candles lit all around everybody, all your auntie's house. And all. You, need, you, need, you need all that, you need all that for you. But you know, I just knew you into Manchester. I knew that morning. I've trained really well, but I just don't feel right. And I remember because confidence is a big thing too. Like you yeah, know, well, I don't, I don't. But I mean, if you're not feeling right, yeah. your confidence is not. Yeah. So ready on the back foot, like. So I'd went, I'd went to the start line, got going, feeling, feeling okay, but I knew at six mile I was sweating too much. I was working too hard. There was just something not right. And I was like, something not right here. It's just something not right. And got the halfway. Didn't feel great. I went through halfway about 127 and a half. Something around that time. I knew it was just under 128. And I was thinking, right, well, it's still all right here. It's still 
132 and at that stage my half marathons were down to 120 122 as we're saying i was thinking well that's doable you know you can do a 130 that's doable but it's not doable in the second half of marathon sometimes so i got to i remember coming through 15 mile and emer and mom and dad were there and my friend uh brendan was there as well come through and seen them at 15 and it was only about half a mile a mile down the road bang it was just like and it wasn't my legs it was just i had no energy i just i just everything just sort of left me i was like whoa and i was like what what's wrong here and i was thinking do i need fuel do i need water do i need and i was just like and i kept trying to go and then all of a sudden just you know yourself that i looked at my watch and i knew the sub three had gone and i was just like nah and i just ended up doing that day that was horrible it was horrible last last 10 mile or so and i think i ended up doing 345 which don't get me wrong it's a great marathon time for a lot of people but it's just it's a long not, way back in, it's a it? long oh it's hot oh, it's, yeah. and it was I, I remember thinking that day is this going to happen but i sort of had in my head like something's not right here you, you weren't well and you get but at the same time you're thinking well i could have pushed through i should have been able to push through i should have I should have, I should have, and you, I could have, I could have done this, and then, but then that's what gives you the drive then to go again for the next one. So I don't think I done Belfast. I didn't do Belfast that year, so I didn't because I paced one of my one of my mates was doing his first marathon, one of the guys in the club, and I paced him in from twenty mile, and because obviously I know from twenty to twenty six that's where it's, mm. that's where the race is like. So I paced him in, and then we came to. Dublin again, you had Port Ferry, you'd done the same time again, 65. Ah, yes, yes. And then... I Manchester, and then I'd done Newry. But I went into Newry, and yes, Newry, my... <laughs> that was the day I went out, and everybody at this stage, right, Drew, you want to you wanna get this sub, you want to get this sub three. So we... I... At that time, obviously, Wally was there, and he was like, right, you'll do it today. Just take it easy. Just, 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 this is the day. And again, mum and dad had drove over because my mum, my mum, my mum goes to all my marathons. She just wanted, she, this sub three for her was nearly as much, she wanted this as much as I did. And she just wanted to see me doing it. She called over, she trips the company. She was going everywhere to see me doing it. And I just kept letting them down. Just kept letting them. I was like, I'll, I'll, it's coming, it's coming, don't worry. And again, they went to Newry that day and, uh, Damien Mulholland and Sean Goodman were running that day and them boys are sub three guys and I was like right Drew stay with us no bother so started off and you're going out, the, going out the, the greenway as you do and uh, it was all good and uh, felt great and me as me being me always always started my marathons hard always went hard and Damien's trying to pull me back says Drew just sit and wait sit and wait there's plenty of time yet Everything was going well. I got a drink of Lucasade. I remember getting a drink of Lucasade and I never took water on board. I, I never took any, I never trained with water, I never trained with sweets or anything like that there. And like anybody, even when I'd done the 302 and the 306 and any of my other marathons, I never took anything on board. I just, it maybe a wee bit to wash my mouth, so I just wasn't used to it. And I remember uh, Damien handed me a bottle of Lucasade because, uh, Marty was there. Marty Marty Gorman was on the bike and Marty had Lucas on the bike for us and he, he passed it over in the street and then I had it 
and it, I couldn't, it wouldn't go down, it just sat, just sat just below my throat. It blew be like. I did, it just blew and like it was only about halfway and I couldn't get rid of it and then it just made me feel sick and then all of a sudden just fatigue again, feet, these, this pain in my foot, these the calves get so tight and sore and I was like, oh, what's, that's just, there's just something not, just something not right here and the insoles are gone but I hadn't really done anything about it and I was like, look, it's just still in, still in this pain but I'm not getting bad pain but I'll get it, I'll get it sorted. So ended up doing it anyway, blew up as you do. I just came to the stage where I was just like, sure, this is what happens. This is what yeah. happens. Yeah. You know, here we go, 22 mile bang. And it wasn't, people say about the wall, but it was just, my legs just wouldn't, there was just something not, there was just something not kicking right. My legs just weren't allowing me. There were just too many cramps and it just wasn't right. And uh, ended up with 317 that day. I was like, right, here we go, Dublin again. So... Back, back down the road to Dublin and my mum and dad back on the road again we trained trained hard but I didn't I didn't take a plan I didn't take a plan off Ollie for this one I just went to Dublin that day and to I yeah I went to Dublin and I just just ran and again cramps 22 yeah just but I don't think I trained for Dublin but I trained over trained again I don't think I'd done the sort of same amount of training because I'd sort of lost a wee bit of desire for it but I was training hard thinking oh, I'll keep I'll keep going I'll keep going and see what I do I got down to Dublin that day and I don't know looking back looking back I got 22 mile cramped up and I think thinking to myself this is just another one got in I wasn't I wasn't even disappointed that day I was just you no know, at the stage you're just mm. you're just scunnered with it I was thinking right wipe that one off but I knew it's just like I could have done that but it just wasn't my day that day, you know, I just, and I think that was at 3, 3.19, yeah, 3.19 that day, and then I decided, no, I, I, I can do this, I, there's something, so I went the next week to the, the East Antrim one, and I says, look, I'm going to run, and I've been in touch with one of the physios, and says, look, something not right, I get the 22 mile, and I completely zonked, and he was saying, he said to me, Drew, maybe it's just fatigue, maybe it's this, maybe it's that, maybe, maybe it is your feet, maybe it's your, the way your calves are, maybe it's the way your foot's landing, you know, we've done all the analysis and stuff, because this stage was going mad how you can do it, and he says, right, tell you what to do, come and get a pack off me, and we'll put it on you, and you wear it to the East Antrim one, and I put the pack on, and it, it uh, does your cadence, and what way you're moving and how you're how you're how you're your fluency and he said to me right just go out and don't listen to oh yeah dublin that year sorry that was dublin 2017 i'd went with peter linden sorry back back to the end that's what happened that day i went out with peter linden and willie said to me stay with peter peter's gonna run sub three and he's gonna do it the right way he's gonna do the splits and i remember going with peter and me and peter and Peter's kept his same again. I, I must have been a nightmare for boys that were trying to do sub three because Peter was saying to me, Drew, stay behind the balloon, stay behind the balloon. And I, the balloon was hitting me. I remember that day. The balloon was hitting me in the head because I was just trying to get by the pacer. And he's like, just stay, just stay. And wait to be 18 to go. And then that's that's what it was that day. That day when I got to 18, I couldn't go. I had nothing. I was like, I went to pick up the pace and I couldn't go any slower. I put 
I think because it wasn't wrong in my own race. It was mm-hmm. the first time I sort of went to... It was Newry and Dublin were the two times I'd went to a marathon. And I didn't run my own pace. I ran what sort of what other people had told me to do. And then I was realising, oh, that didn't work for me. So then that's, that's yes, they stand from one then. Leo had said to me, Drew, just go out and run. Just do what you do. If you want to take water, take water. If you don't take water, don't take water. Because people said, oh, I think it's this, I think it's that, I think. So that was that was dead on. So went to the East Andrew one, it was, and I just ran. And I had to pack on to see what way I would make it. And so I was leaning over to one side that I need to do. In this mm. stage, they were starting to talk about, maybe you need to do a bit of strength and conditioning. So that was okay. I went and done it. And... Same again, 20, 23 mile, 24 mile that day, cramped up. Now Leo had said to me, see if you cramp up, don't stretch it out, work through it. And I said, what do you mean? He says, if it, if it cramps up, just stand and let the cramp go out mm. itself. And he says, no, it'll be sore, but let it go out. Because no, when you cramp up, you pull, you're yeah. trying to pull it out. And I remember that day not doing that and standing side of the road and the people were going by me and they're like, Drew, you all right? And I was like, yeah, I just cramping and you're in, in agony. But it got me, got got through it and I ended up running 309. Went back, straight back on an appointment with Leo that evening and went back to him. He threw all the stuff up in the camera, up on the computer and he was like, Drew, I can't see anything here. You're, the way you're landing and all is great. It just seems to be, if you're telling me it's cramping your toes, cramping your feet and you, it's working your, its way up through the calf, strength you're going to need to do strength work you're going to need to do something to build that up and just get over that so that was October 2017 and I think just before that Dublin marathon I got I got the the holy grail phone call I got the the email I got the email sending them to, to London and I was like right right and that's why I don't think I was too disappointed in Dublin or the the standard one because I knew I was going to London and I was like right that's it that's this it's written in the stars here we go we're going to London we're going to London we're going to do sub three this is this is this is the time to go so I uh, I said to Wally right we're going to do the plan again and he's like oh here we go again here we go again (laughs) so he he got the plan out and we sort of got it done and always start uh, always start my marathons just like this year always start my marathon plans on my granddad's birthday, which is the twelfth December, so it works in well with your sixteen weeks. So my granddad's birthday is on the twelfth, so it always start no matter what twelfth December. That's marathon training, and for London, it was the first year. Uh, I had Willie's plan ready to go, and the first year that I'd heard about the burn townlands and the twelve mile the loop the lock. Is it Loop the Lock at Kama? Kama Lake? Yeah. The, the lake. So I went and done them. I'd done that, them two Lake races run. in December. And I was like, they're tough because that lake run, sure you've done it, it's, it's a tough race. And then Burn is just, it's called Burn for a reason. You run up them hills, you know, you know you've done it. So to me, that was good strength training. I was like, right, there's, there's the strength training. That's going to build my legs up. That's me good to go. Started getting my times down. And I went to Armagh. Armagh in 2018 yeah yeah I went to Armagh in 2018 and ran that's just started Willie this is the this is the first time I really give Willie's plan a good crack and it's it's speed speed times and I went to Armagh and it was 9 9.40 9.48 around Armagh that year and then the the time my my time this was that 
3K. 3K. For 3K. Yeah. So that's when I started thinking, ah, I'm shift all right here. And I think Willie sort of thought that too. And he was sort of like, right, Drew, you know, maybe we need to adjust these times. So around 9.38 or 9.48 then, and then doing, doing half marathon, I PB'd. I got 121 in Dune and then London. London was on the cards and all my training runs had done really well. Um, but what I did do back in the January then was obviously I needed to start doing the strengthening. So I went to see Debbie Matchett who runs for Ballet Drain as well. He's a really good runner and she's a physio but she she loves working on feet. And I was telling her about this and we're obviously it's the top of the club. Trey will never do this sub three and never do this sub three, no joking. And I was telling Debbie and Debbie says, Come on, see me, Drew. I love I love sort of trying to figure that out. So went down to see went down to see her and he socks and shoes off as you do and she's looking the way I stand and she do this and oh I can see and she was able to she was able to I was telling her where the pain was in my foot that it had from two thousand and Fifteen, and she was able to to get it, and she was like, "Hi, oh, I can see that," and she was cranking away at my foot and opened my foot up. What it was was the way I was landing, was tightening, tightening all my joints and all my my bones up, so there's my foot wasn't open. So she opened my foot up, and then, like, that's when that's when our ma happened. I was like, "Oh, this is this has made a bit of a difference here. I'm not getting a sore and." You know, my half marathon time, my times just started dropping. I was doing good training as I always was, but the Do you pains, find you were being more disciplined to your training then? I was. I was structured, very, very structured. And I was just like going, right, you have 10 miles to do the day, you have this to do the day, you have that to do the day, you have this to do. And that was that. But I was also listening to my physio, who would say I was working with Debbie, hands on. Anytime I was getting pain, I was doing more flexibility on my. my uh, foot I was working on my lower lower body you know I was working strengthening up my calves and my everything I was just getting everything everything was sort of coming together for me and I was like right I have to do this I ha- if I want to run fast I have to do this and like then I came Dune was the only race I'd done in the build up to London well I was like nope you're not doing London it's London it's London it's London and went into London then buzzing, absolutely buzzing getting into London going, I'll do this today, this is this is my day. Um well the week the week or so before and then sure the heat wave came for London that year and I remember going over and thinking, look, I'm gonna give it a crack anyway, the heat or no heat, you know, I'll I'll go for it, I have to go for it. And I remember remember thinking that morning going, Drew, this is gonna be it's gonna be a nightmare like you know, it's gonna be really warm, just take a load of water and they were they were warning people, look, if you're going for a time, you know, readjust your time because it's really warm. And I was thinking, well that's just be my luck, like, you know, another one, this is this and another one that I'm gonna <laughs> lose out on like but I just thought I'm gonna have to give it a go. So we're in the good free age start anyway and got 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 started and because they let me in that near A three oh six let me into London that got me the good free age for so they must they must have just felt sorry for me. But it got me into the good free age and I was in the good free age starting away I went, got off at the start and I knew my pace and I was going really hard and I got to about six, seven mile. I was like I was I was working hard and I, I knew I was fitting off everything was dead on but I was working really hard and I was like, Drew you've got to make a call here. Are you gonna 
are you going to do this sub three today or are you are you not and I remember going right get the 10 mile and make the call are you going to enjoy the marathon you've always wanted to do are you going to take this in and save her doing the London marathon or are you going to go away feeling like shit and I was like got the 10 mile and I knew then you're not gonna you're not gonna do yesterday and I remember it 10 mile just taking my foot off and loving from 10 mile to 20 26 of the London Marathon I remember just really coming in and I, yeah I just got I think it was 3 316 317 I came in in London and I just remember I can I just remember the last 16 mile of that race was amazing I just I just took everything in and can remember like when I was watching on TV listening to Paul talking about when you come round by Big Ben and the telephone box and then down by Birdcage Walk and coming up you know it's, it's a lot of pressure like isn't it Cause yeah. if you're trying to break three or four or three thirty whatever that time is your your body's holding that tension like yeah you know there's a lot of pressure well I, I never because I, I, I seen me the best form I ever went into a marathon in Dublin I was actually pulled off mile 16 yeah being sick I loved the last, I got back on, loved the last 10 miles, yeah. it was amazing, because I was no longer worried about no, it. No, well, I would say, <clears throat> I never thought, I never thought, up until even Dublin last, Dublin last year, I never thought I was under pressure, going for the three, I never, and looking back, looking back on it, now I'm thinking to myself, I put myself under so much pressure, and I can only say that now because of Belfast this year. Yeah. and the build up to it but after London obviously London was a bad it was a good day because I really enjoyed it I had to just cut out the sub so you had to just say nope that's that's not today so it was like the 7th or 8th time of trying to do it and I said look just wait I'm going to Dublin so I remember after London coming off London on a high going oh that was amazing and knowing look this is coming you're getting closer to it all your other times are starting to show and then I took a break around May time and then I started training for Portaferry so that was my next focus my next focus then was right Dublin's Dublin's coming you want to start training now for get your speed up and go towards go towards Dublin in 2018 was last year so started building up my training again and started working on my speed because I thought to myself in my head I was thinking to myself right you've worked on your strength and conditioning you know what the problem is with your foot you get these cramps they always come and be 20 mile 22 miles sometimes come be a bit sooner you have to work up work through them your toe your feet all cramp up this happens that happens everybody gets problems this just seemed to be what I had to deal with so I I then said to myself right how am I going to break this sub three? So I said to myself, right, know what I'll do? I'll just get from one mile to 22 miles as quick as I can. And then worry about 22 to 26. So in my head, I was thinking, just do all your speed work and just get faster and just get faster. So <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the way it was going to have to be. So I started working on speed work last June time. And uh, where I work uh, is only two miles from Scrabble Tower. So you run from Newton Arch right up and it's two mile up to the top and that used to be my loop. So I ran up and I was doing a six mile loop and I started doing that and it was always, it's always quite hilly it, round, round uh, Cumber and also you're getting the loops and coming back and then we, that got me, I started doing 10Ks 
and I didn't have the confidence in my speed either but I sort of wanted to I wanted to try to push because I knew I needed to push that wee bit extra and Willie was saying oh no keep 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 taking over keep taking over and then I remember going to see the sky was the first sort of time I sort of thought right I'm going to nail this sub three even though the see the sky is a 10k mm -hmm. and I sort of thought I'm going to need to push myself harder work on your hills work on the pain work on this and work on that and I done the see the sky that night and I remember coming round I you know the end of the round yeah. the promenade bit round the back of the, the outdoor swimming pool and there was Bowdry and one's there and one of the one of the one of my teammates he shouted to me, Open her up and I remember opening her up and I I went as hard as I could and I remember coming and just in the back of my head when I was the, the funniest thing didn't seem to get any closer and I was I was going that fast and I was I was nearly choking on my own breath. I was like, I couldn't breathe. And I was like, what's going on here? And then I got to the finish. I was like, actually, I've more to give here than I've ever given. And it was at that at that point, I was like, you, you've been holding yourself back. You're not, you're nowhere near what you could do. You, you've been comfort zone. And I think then when I started doing the speed stuff, I started thinking, see all them marathons you've been doing? When you've been getting it tough, you've stuck in that comfort zone and you've maybe, maybe possibly stuck, stuck behind and go, oh, well, I have bad feet, I have bad this, that's the problem. But mm. as we were saying at the very You're start. looking for the problem. Always maybe looking for that problem to come. And I remember that was a, that was one of my turning points in the Sea of Sky. I sort of thought, no, you have another bit there. You have another bit to go. So when, then that led to Portaferry. I went to Portaferry and I said to myself that night, you're going to open the tank here again. Yeah. And Portaferry had done the 10 mile. That was a real mark. Yeah. Like your time caught on Facebook and I was like, holy shit. Yeah, that was that was the one. Portaferry that night, obviously it's a home race and I know it like the back of my hand and you run round by, you run round by, uh, well you go out by Polly's house. Um, that was a good mark for me and you go out round by the Coos Wells and stuff and then you come back and you go up, up the hill and down by my granda's house and like so many so many memories for me around there and that's obviously what you run with and just run on down into the town and finish and I remember going when I broke the hour that night I was like banished the year before where it hurt myself it banished all the and I was just like right Dublin this is happening that was 10 miles 59 minutes yeah like that's yeah, it was, under it was six, sharp it's like, a 6 you know. minute mile no matter what way you look at yeah, it yeah yeah <laughs> and it was 10 miles exactly <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I just remember I remember that Around that time, I just remember saying to myself, "This is this is it, Dublin. You're getting to you're getting to wherever this gets sore mm -hmm. as quick as possible." And I had a really good after Portofay, it gave me confidence, and I sort of said to myself, "Right, this is where you're starting to this pain, this pain barrier. You need to forget about your feet. You need to forget about you. Have confidence in what Debbie's telling you and what Debbie's making you do and what Willie's making you do and what all your other coaches are making you do. What you do, you know, just go and just go and try to." try to get there and just do it just do it you know because <laughs> it, it changed from like when we started talking at the start of it my marathon it changed from just going and doing the pain to times you know my, my marathon journey it completely changed now you're on a stage where you were going hunting down times in actual severe pain <laughs> you know that's that's what it was and i remember then going to so port of Friday, 10 mile and then we had belfast half and I went to Belfast half and this is this is what we're saying about the 
the, your mindset. My mindset has started to change then too because I started to go to races as Belfast Half Marathon. I rocked up that day because I was in the middle of marathon training and I was like, I'm just going to do this today. I have no interest in times. I have no interest in anything. I'm just chilled out. And I remember at the start line talking away to people and just dandering about, you know, having a bit of crack. And I managed to take the pressure off myself mm-hmm. for, for just been going, I just run. And I remember, I remember going to start and going, I am just going to, I'm just going to sit around sixes. Just going to sit around sixes today. That'll do me. And then it was, it was only after it was thinking, what do you mean you're going to sit around? Who do you think you are? You're going to sit around sixes. But I did. I ran, I ran like 70, 78 minutes, 78, 20 or something. And I remember coming in at the end and was going, that's 70. And I remember running through, running through town up by Ormo, or not Ormo, uh, the hotel, the Europa Hotel, and Marty Ray and Noel McNally and all right there. And they're like, here, get you hammered on there. Because I was talking away to them as if I was running by them and they were just doing a jog. And they were like, get you hammered away. You'll catch that boy in front of you. And I was like, no, 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 I'm taking it easy today. And I remember them looking at me as if to say, you mean you're taking it easy? <laughs> you're gonna run. You're gonna run about seventy nine minutes here for a half marathon. And but in my head, I, that's what I was telling myself. No, no, this is no pressure, no. And that's how. And only on the last mile did I put the pressure on. I, I put the foot down. And I was like, let's see what you can do here. And then I, I remember coming in, going, I think I had a wee bit more there, but this is good. And I remember saying to Willie, met me at the finish line, and he says to me, What did you run there? And I said, seventy eight on. And it'll, it'll stick with me. Like, I remember him looking at me and he gave me a look as if to say, right. <laughs> <laughs> right. I remember I said to him, I said to him when I want to come home, your dad gave me a look with as if, oh, you're right. In <laughs> you're in trouble now. I'm going to, I have you now. You're going to. So I done it. I done it that week. And then the next week was my, for my second 20 matter for Dublin mm. 2018 it would have been. And I remember going out to do it and we were having breakfast and Emer was going to the park run over at Queen's and she said to me, what are you going to do? I said, going to do 20 miles and going to go out and round and I knew a 10 mile loop and then I was going to run over to Queen's. So I set a water bottle at the front door there and I went and done my 10 mile loop because obviously now you know you have all your loops done and uh, I came back here after 10 miles. I picked the water bottle up, took a drink and I run on and... I was running towards Queens and I knew it was, the distance to Queens was seven miles. So it says, right, I'll run straight to Queens and then that'll be the park run that'll give me the 10. So the second 10, so it'll be the 20. And then I was running towards Queens. I was like, oh, I've got the on road here. I forgot to crack. So I went up the on road and round and down and into town and come back up. And then I remember going on to the towpath and I was just hitting 20 mile, 21 mile. I looked at my watch, clocked my watch and it was like two... No, sorry, I just hit 20 mile and it was 2.15 on my watch. And I was like, ah, right, I feel not right here. So, so I just decided, right, well, go to 24 mile and see, what, see what's in the tank. So I said, right, I'll go to 24 mile. So I ended up running around and running around and I get into Queen's Park run on a 24 mile run. And like, as you do your thing, I thought to myself, here, do you know what? Today's my day, and I, t- <laughs> I had two mile, obviously two mile to go, and I think I 
think I've ordered a bag. Uh, I think if I'd done it, if I, was, I said to myself, I think I could, I could be a couple of minutes under here. So I remember, on the, obviously, I remember running and I got the 25 mile. And I was like, that's another sub, 650. And then I'd done another, I'd done the 20, it hit 26, 26 mile. And then I run on, I got, I got 26, I ended up with 26.4 on my watch. I stopped my watch and I looked down and it was 257. And I was like, oh my God, oh my God. And I was like screaming, I was like, oh, no way, no way have I just done this on a training run. <laughs> no way have I just done this on a training run. I was like, I remember sitting at Queen's, I was like, oh my God, I just run a sub three marathon. I can't do this. I can't, I can't, I can do this. And I knew I always could do it, but I just needed to tell myself I could do it, you know, and show myself mm-hmm. I could do it. So, Emer came Emer finished the park run and she came round and she said to me, here, do you want to do a couple more miles? I think I'll do 22. And I was like, nah, nah, I'm not doing it anymore. And she says, how many have you done? And I says, 26. She said, what? What did you do that for? Two weeks, two weeks from Dublin, you're doing 26. And she says, what was your time anyway? And I was like, I 257. And she's like, what? And then I, she's like, oh my God, why did you? And then, yeah, and then we come home and I... Yeah, it sort of ties into what you said earlier about running your races a yeah. few weeks before though, doesn't it? Yeah, that, that's, so that's, that's what made me think, you know. So then I was going to Dublin and as we said, a couple of races beforehand, no pressure, train and run, no pressure. Just going out and running and went to Dublin, no pressure. This time, Dublin 2018, this is the one. Nobody knew I'd run sub three. Nobody knew I kept it to myself. And I was just like, it's not official, it's a training run. It doesn't count. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't, you know, it, you know, it's, it's, it could have been, you have to do it on a course. So I thought to myself, right, go to Dublin, I'll do it. So didn't change anything on the day, ate the same thing, done the same thing, that was it. And went to Dublin, ended up with cramps. My stomach got about eighteen mile cramps. In my stomach couldn't couldn't move. Just needed the toilet as you do. I couldn't move. Couldn't do anything. Ended up what day? What was that? Three, th- three thirty or something. I ended up with in Dublin that year. And I was like, how did this happen? How how <laughs> have I went from being able to do this, sort of knowing I have this done, wanting to prove to everybody I can do this, and now I haven't done it. So that was out the window, and then. I had to just say, right, well, how to go again. So I went and done the East Antler one again, then the week after, and done really well. Sat on my watch, paced myself the whole way through, and got to the end and ended up with three hours and 35 seconds. But to me, that was I was happy enough. I was like, right, well, look, I can do this. I need to do this on the big. It was just a matter of time. Like- now, then it was only a matter, to me, then it was only a matter of time. So for my next trick, as I would call it. Uh, <laughs> it was it was Belfast twenty eighteen twenty nineteen. I was saying this is gonna be this is gonna be the one I'm gonna go with. So ended up taking Willie's plan. Willie knew what I could do, so he said to me, Right Drew, this is this is what's gonna happen. Did so, you sharpen it a bit more than basically? It, it was times? sharpened on my time. Two thousand eighteen you just smashed all your PVs. Everything was smashed. Say. Everything was the only thing I didn't do was the mm-hmm. was the the marathon, well, I did, but it didn't, wasn't mm-hmm. official, so to me it didn't count. So, went down again, back, back to the drawing board again, 12th of December, Grandest birthday, out you step, onto the, out onto the road, 
here we go, this is all roads lead to Belfast. So started doing my training, started really working hard on my speed. Started adding more hills in, more and more hills up 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 and down the scrabble every Friday. We also started another big thing for me in two thousand eighteen was we started with the club on a Thursday night we'd done temple runs. We started doing like seven minute mile temple runs and like there was maybe ten of us going out and at the very start like obviously seven minute mile was a good pace for me to to build up my training and like there was guys going out with us that were seven minute mile was just on the cuff for them but you could see them improving you were like they're coming they're coming and all of a sudden we were all finding it easy doing the seven minute miles so we picked it up again which is also helping me at the same time because i was doing my speed training as well and oh you could see the whole the whole club or the, all these guys that were with us our our team our our group like, everybody was pb and it wasn't it wasn't just me and that was giving me momentum and giving me the the you know the the buzz of oh come on we're all in this together and everybody's pbs was going and the, just the whole club was just buzzing like everybody was getting everybody was getting better so we we decided then right we'll keep this we'll keep this going you know come january everybody set everybody was doing different ones were doing london ones were doing manchester ones were doing belfast ones are going to edinburgh you know everybody london wherever wherever it was so we we sort of kept this thursday night temple run going so i worked my training around it and it said that well i look i'll do a temple run on a thursday night so started the training anyway and your 200s your 1ks your 800s your one mile reps your two mile reps your three mile reps oh horrible so this time it was i'd gone from in 2015 about just steps out the front door to running on and goes for a five mile or eight mile or ten mile run every day to structured 60 70 80 85 mile a week you know this was this was this was happening this was this was serious now and i sort of look back and go came a long way since back in 2016 (laughs) when i tried my first sub three and i remember thinking right okay right if you're going to do this you're going to do it right so back to see debbie again (laughs) back to same things back to see debbie again right debbie it's going to be belfast going to be belfast and going for it so more exercises it's more strength more conditioning and like in the wee room i showed you earlier on like six o'clock in the morning she were up and there is strength and conditioning classes that a couple of our club members are doing classes they're running and i said to myself right it doesn't suit me because i start working early so i'll get up and in january too we both got accepted into new york so new york's going to come later in the year and i said to him right I can't go to them strength conditioning classes, but I'll do my own. So I started doing my own strength conditioning in the mornings. So six o'clock when I get up and I put a pound. Every time we do it, we put a pound in the jar. So you put a pound in the jar. So it's saving for New York, saving for New York. So at the same time, you were getting something out of it. So when you get up in the morning at six o'clock, you were thinking, oh, I'm going to have money. We're going away. So you put a pound in the jar. You've done your training. You've done your strength training. And then you went to work. And then later on, went and done your training and then maybe put another point in so it sort of gave you that sort of feeling you're building towards you were something. building towards something but you were getting something back so you weren't just lying on a mat doing your core work you were getting something back at the end of the day you don't do your core work you can't afford to go to new york no that's not <laughs> you know, you're sort of tricking you're doing all these wee tricks and you're, you're doing all these tricks in your head but that was that was it was just complete focus it was just 
they'll try it and try mm-hmm. to do everything keep doing you need to do this you need to do this you need to do this and I remember January started and we had even cross country I was hitting the cross country people saying if you cross country good during the, during the winter you'll you'll have a good road season so right cross country yes and I was captain of the club so I was doing the cross country anyway so it was good that way but we, so we went started training the 12th of December said and then it's a lap of log and you have the burn and PB lap of log and a PB burn and I was like oh right now we need to kick on from this so all my other training I started kicking down on the tempo runs which now we're in the dark because obviously in the height of winter we're going out the greenway and me not the greatest with the dark like I'd be a wee bit a wee bit scared of the dark and you're running out the greenway with a head towards and obviously because I was pushing some of the tempo runs I was ahead but there was groups in front of me that has turned them back so I was just going as hard as I could to try to catch them so in a good way that was good for me because I was trying to catch the ones in front so doing our tempo runs doing our speed work maybe three times three times a week and got to the first time I was the first time I tested myself was Armagh and a PB Armagh this year again was that what was up 10k it was the 3k again Armagh 3k oh, it was the night race and I done 9.38 but I went into it again just going oh this is great we'll go down here and we'll have a bit of fun and just enjoy it no pressure 9.38 bang and I was thinking then I started thinking to myself stop putting yourself under pressure just go to races and enjoy them just go to races and enjoy them don't race just go and enjoy them the big ones Belfast so that was okay I went to, I went done our ma and kept my training going kept my training going then we had the first 20 miler and I went down to Willie's the night before and he says 6.45s 6.45, 645, 645, 645, 645, 645, 645, no quicker, no slower, 645, right, right, dead on, so I went and done the 20 mile race, 6.10s, <laughs> so I told him after he was, re- he was raging, but he was like, well, if you can hold it for 20 mile, <laughs> and I, I, th- I don't know what pace I had, I think it's about 2.35 or something, but I knew that day, like it was 2.03, that was a massive PB for 20 mile, and I knew that day that I couldn't have held that That, that was another marker that came out yeah it was like whoa that was telling me a different level that that was telling me here Joe, you're here mm. you know 20 miles of six tens yeah this is this is what you said here you want to get the 20 22 mile without feeling pain it's strange like social media is strange like because everybody's picking up on that yeah because it stuck out in my mind as well you know it's well like, yeah but oh. it was only at that stage where i started realizing then myself i was thinking to myself what debbie's doing here to my legs this this is this is definitely helping my strength on my ankles and keeping my foot open, keeping it mobile. I wasn't getting the pains, I wasn't getting the cramps. All of a sudden, now whether it be my head or whether this was working, I wasn't getting them pains. Mm. I wasn't getting them pains in my my feet as I, I used to used to get. I wasn't getting the crampiness, the tightness. I was able to. But you changed. I think that's an important. Yeah, thing. yeah. You know, if you're doing the same thing and you're getting the same results. Yeah. <laughs> but that 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 yeah that's, well, that's make, true. You actually change something. Yeah. Something has to change, or you're gonna end up keeping getting. Well, the I think the strength, the strength, the strength, and all help me. The mm. strength and all help me, and the. I also think, also think having, having. Having such a good, team around me. Yeah. That I was training with, like I was training with all the guys at the club. You know, I was going and doing my own training, 
and then I was training with them. Well, you had you had. Well, I was gonna. I was actually gonna summarize with that because yeah. you have William. William, sorry, William. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you have William as a coach. You've got Debbie. Yeah. You've got the team of runners now. Yeah. Who've met them? Yeah. You're actually surrounding yourself with good people. Yeah. Well, that's that's it. You know, and like, our, our club at the minute as it's been since day one that I've been there like the buzz about it's fantastic there's 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 runners that you know there's people that just go to run there's people that want to test themselves at time and you know and the club itself it's it's run well the, everybody's there for fun I, I was racing one of the guys off Donna the other day but he beat me like yeah and we'll come down the home street and I looked at my watch and it was like 5.20 so I said what is he doing <laughs> what is he doing but somebody somebody poked him and said he's going to catch you yeah. and I was like oh but you see him kick. Yeah, but it's you know <laughs> they're everywhere. Like every time you go to a race now, there's like a dozen. Dream, yeah. But the there. buzz, the buzz about our club is fantastic, and that's what, that's what I think helps drive me. You know, seeing seeing the club mates doing so well. You know, and just being part of that. Like you know, and this year, this year too, I've started to help coach. And you're going, you're going to train. You're seeing people working hard, and you're just like, Do you know what? Look at how hard they're working. I can't work harder. You know. And and they're they're looking. Sometimes they're coming to me and saying, "How how do you run so fast? How do you you know how do?" You? And I'm like, "Hold on, like I am running fast, but I'm." Just you're listen to the you're podcast. Probably you're going to say now. Just listen to the podcast. You'll know how <laughs> yeah. I finally but, got here. But you know, to me, I I look at them and go, "They're working harder than me." Sometimes mm-hmm. like, I can go to races and like it's just saying they're the the half marathon. I shouldn't be able to talk when I'm running. One seventeen. I should be if I if I'm really do, going to my potential. I should be, I should be, like blown out the back end. Mm-hmm. Like you know, and if it, it's it's my club mates. You see, we with we are with them, and you can see them working hard, and it gives you that that pick up, you know. And we say that we're saying there about the like it started going to race it when we when we're racing. I was laughing there about the the greenway with the temple runs, and at the end of our greenway, it brings in the cumber. And there's a big green sign. And even in the dark, we would always have, when we were running towards it, you'd be like, oh, it'd not be long to see the green sign. You couldn't see it because it's pitch black. But that's what you just remember. And then in races, that's the things you remember. Mm-hmm. And the guys and all remember when they're racing. When Like, I remember uh, this year in the build-up, we got the Jimmy's 10K. And I'd run, obviously I'd run for, I'd run Lusk 20 miler. That was the first first test and I was like right that's okay and did then I had that? what's that did you win I won that that day yeah yeah and then the next one was Carlingford half marathon that was my next on my list and all these all these races on the list well they told me don't race so I went to Carlingford and I was like right not racing this this that I have to go and take it easy but I went and enjoyed it and I remember going through I remember getting looking back at it Barry and all were there, Barry McCarroll, yeah. McCarroll and all, and we were cracking away at the start and all, and having a bit of crack as you're running out the road. Never really looking at my watch, just trying to enjoy getting the miles in. I'd done four miles beforehand, and I was just getting 16, 17 miles in that day. And I remember getting to nine miles and looking at my watch and going, here, I might PB 10 miles here if I go through here. And I remember getting to 10 miles, and it was like 59.30. Done through the 10 miles, and I was like, Phew. right? No bother, and I looked again and I was thinking, trying to work it out in your head, you're like, I might pay for a half marathon here if I keep going. And Barry was just ahead of me and I thought, right, I'll just keep an eye on Barry and just let let him stay there and just and I remember I remember I think I seen you at about 
think it was about 12 miles or so. And it was, it was only then I was starting to put the foot down, but it was still comfortable. It was still within, I came in 117 something that day, and it was another PB, and I was like, that, that felt, that felt easy. You know, that felt dead on. And I was thinking, right, if you can do a 117 and a half, half marathon, you're gonna do, you're gonna do this. You're gonna do this in Belfast. So just, just keep it. listening to Wally, keep <clears> listening <throat> to people, just keep listening, don't get over excited. Don't get carried away. Don't do a marathon two weeks beforehand. <laughs> just stick to the plan, stick to the plan. Don't get sick, don't get cramps. Keep doing the work, keep doing this, keep doing it as you do. So then went to Bohemian the next week and done the Bohemian half and I took it easy, what I thought was easy. Um, one eighteen, and I was thinking, right, that's it. That's probably where you probably where the, your easy each run will be. But then I started thinking to myself, I'm gonna burn out. And Willie had said to me, look, there could be a bit of burnout coming if you if you don't. And I was like, look, I fancy racing Jimmy's ten k. That's I fancy racing it. He says right, we'll race it, and that's it. Don't don't. We'll not do any more races. We'll just tone up. So I went to Jimmy's. And it was the only day it sort of went and I was trying to say to myself, right, you're going to race, but relax, just just go out and run your own race. So I remember going down to Jimmy's and it was raining that morning. I was thinking, nah, it's not, nah, do you know what, I'm not going to do this today. I'm not even going to warm up, it was, it was raining, it was crazy. I was like, nah, the, the, any excuse, any excuse not to race because I hated the, hate the pressure of knowing that you have to go out and race. Because it completely changed from just going out and running. That's what I, that's what I want to go back to Elvis. And I was like, right. And Jimmy started. I started going. Never looked at my watch. And I just says, right, just run as hard as you can. Just just see where you can go. And obviously we tipped on it the year before. Where I'd pushed myself to the next level. Where I never sort of went before. And I done was running out by the coil. And came back and I was like, right, just keep the foot down. I was... I was like nearly choking under myself and I was like, right, just keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going. That's all I kept telling myself. Let's see what time you can get. Come back in a down Patrick and just before you turn right at the bank, you know, and you have nearly one K to go, I was I thought that was me. I thought it was a goner. Like I thought this that's the closest I've ever if I'm gonna to come to going on it on the while you're racing, this is it. This is, I remember, this, this is it. Like and I was going down that street and it was just so fast and I was like just keep, keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going, keep digging in, keep digging in. And I remember getting over the line then, and it was like 34 something. I can't remember exactly what it was, it was 34 something. I was like, looking at my watch, and I was like, how did that happen? I was like, right, do you know what? That's it, 10K is done. Never done another 10K, that's a PB. That's it. And I was like, Drew, you have to calm down now. You have to... Do you know what was amazing about that race? Um, I thought... Just as you talk about that finish, Tommy Hughes. Ty, I was wrong beside Tommy Hughes. You were hanging on to Tommy Hughes, like. I didn't even know who he was. Like, and what so age is, is Tommy? Like, 59. Tommy, 59. Tommy's 59. Unbelievable. I remember, just as you said, I, was, I remember going out by the coil, and I, somebody had said at the start, Tommy Hughes is here. Now, I, to me, I like, I don't know all the runners from home, like, and I didn't know who Tommy was, and. I remember running out by the coil and this guy beside me. <laughs> yeah. And I looked to the side and I was like, this, this man here must have only started. You know, because you see Tommy, he's, he's, like, he's nearly hunched <clears throat> over and he's, he's running. Like, that's why not all not all <coughs> plans, not all forms, not all, not one shoe fits all. Like, Tommy doesn't look like a, a fast runner, but he is so dogged. He's, 
and I, I remember he just regret. He had pure and utter regret and he just pulled away from me and it was only when I seen the pictures <laughs> at the end I was thinking that was that man I seen because the second half of the race I didn't see yeah, it, like, yeah. my eyes were closed but I remember when I seen the pictures at the end seeing the picture I was like that's that guy that was at the coil he beat me and I remember thinking I remember looking at him going jeepers he's unbelievable and then read the story about him and I, I'd heard that he'd went he had ran the day before at uh, he, he broke the Irish half the Irish record. half record the day before, and then he went and done that and I was like oh my god but we got Jimmy's done then anyway and I was like right you're going to have to you're going to have to clip your wings because mm-hmm. it was still a long still a long way out and like it's it's been ringing the whole way through your story, like and about running your race a bit too soon. Yeah. And even though you're doing those half marathons, ease what felt easiest. They're your best times you ever done. You're just coming into really good form and good condition. Yeah. Well, the danger is you spend that too early. I I looking back at all my marathon training, like obviously you break your marathon training up into your sixteen weeks. Mm-hmm. So I would break mine into the first four weeks. First four to six weeks are real tough. That's when you know you're going to hit your times, and that's when you're going out and you're doing your speed work, your four hundreds, your eight hundreds, your one mile repeats, and you the odd two mile, and then that stage is where you know right, I'm this is where I'm going to be. I I can hit these times. You can hit your, I guess like, will he have me times of 70, 70 seconds, seventy two seconds for four hundreds and stuff like that? And you're like blow, blowing, 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 but you're able to do it. And then your eight hundred things, the eight hundred ones. You know, if you do six eight hundreds, and you're around about the two forty pace, that's the equivalent to your mm-hmm. your marathon time. They say so. So I was thinking, two for no chance, no chance. So it's just like that's just leave that for another day. Just keep keep working, and the first four to six weeks of marathon training, they're always I love that. I love that time of marathon training because you're right there. You're working hard. You're back to why I started doing the marathons that pain threshold, that, that real grit, that real determination of, no, we're, we're doing this. Me and you right here and we're, we're doing this. And uh, then the next, the, the, from, six to, from six to 10 weeks for me, six to 10 weeks to even the 12th week, I'm like a coil spring. I want to go out and I want to do the 20, 20, 22, 23s. Mm-hmm. And especially come the 12 weeks, I feel as if I'm ready. I'm ready to go. Like I'm looking back at all these other ones, that's where I've made a mistake and this time I had to not do it I had to yeah. just you can't you can't do it this time so Willie clipped me <laughs> uh, after Jimmy's and says right that's that's it you know you've had your fun that's it so went to Lauren then and we done Lauren was the next race well I wasn't meant to race but I booked in the Lauren so I was allowed to do it and I went to, <laughs> went to Lauren and done six miles before Angst it was my first 20 or my next 20 and I was still doing all my strength conditioning work and I remember I started Lauren after doing uh, the miles beforehand and I was running out the road and there was a wee group of us and I just just got carried away I was just running running out the road and even in my head I was like you're not racing today you're talking and I, I was I was talking talking to different ones and Gordy was there Gordy Graham and he he was with me at Jimmy's the week before so I didn't think he was racing. I thought he was maybe doing the same as me, just going because he was going to London. I thought he was maybe doing the same thing. And we're on night the road and we're talking away. And Laura was back. Laura Green was running, and 
just I was in this group and I was like just tittering down the road is what I felt and then I looked down at my watch and it was like 114, 115 pace and I was like whoa, whoa, I can't, I can't take this back and I remember saying right well get to the hill and we'll slow her up and I got up the hill and I, I just had to, I had to pull the handbrake up it so, but it was that day I was thinking to myself you've, you've moved on here like you know you're, you, you're going to have to seriously think of it Belfast now what you're going to do you're going to have to do this right and I remember coming in and like Lauren that day it was 118 and I was thinking to myself I had to ease it off there and I still done 118 I had to really ease it off and I was thinking right okay so I went back to Wally and I said 118 he says too fast too fast so did we did we sat we, we looked at the times again right, right okay so I went and done kept, kept doing my speed work kept going up Scrabble up and down the hills kept going wasn't getting sick, kept doing my kept doing my strength conditioning. I just thought, right, this is this is all this is all going this is all coming together mm-hmm. if I can just keep doing my, my miles. So I went and I done in my twenty oh twenty two miler. <laughs> it was I I'd be one for all things line up and it turned out my twenty two miler was the same day as the East Andrum marathon which had done 302 in back in 2016 and I was like that was the first time I was like sitting here on a Friday night and I'd registered for the marathon because I thought oh, I'll go and do the 22 mile off the marathon and <laughs> I was and you in the back of my head I was thinking to myself I wonder should I did it there I wonder should I just try that day because I was scared of Belfast because mm-hmm. I'd tried so many times I was scared of messing it up I was thinking do you know what there's no pressure on me and he's not like I go and do it there and I think Emer picked up on that as well and she said to me that morning she says don't you be running that Martin you do the 22 and then she decided no I'll come are you sure I'll come and I and <laughs> working up the road she says I, and I was like I, I, I was going to do that Martin I think I think I was going to do that Martin that day the, today and we get in and I, I remember going to pick my number up and ask the girl at the, the number picking the numbers up I says look can I change to the half and she says yes and I decided then I'll do the half and I'll run I'll run the next I'll run nine mile so that got me out of doing yeah. it but I, that day I was I would you know because I didn't I don't didn't well this is where you've fallen over yeah this is where I, this, place, this so. time I had to decide I, I had to make this decision right no don't don't do it this time so ended up doing the half marathon that day and done 22 mile and seen the pace and I was like right 6.30s 6.20s I run that day actually sorry for the 22 mile I was like right right okay right now now you're going to Belfast now there was no pressure now I felt like right if you can get from like you said back at the start of this if you can get from mile 1 to mile 22 as quick as you can allow yourself and this was allowing me now what 50 minutes to do four mile whatever it was i was like right this is all this is you have to you have to give it for belfast so started tapering and after that 22 mile everything went wrong for me i was like i come off that i started feeling fatigued and this is why i say that the, mm. to, to put 12 mile on my training usually that's run really good i'm from 12 to 16 it's i'm out i'm, I'm just like Ugh. and i remember I didn't even want to go out training, but I was just getting it done. I just felt as if I was getting it done and getting it done. And I was still going to the club runs and 
were doing our mile reps and stuff. It's just like, and the, but the guys were bringing me along. The guys that was training with the guys and going with them got me it done, and they were giving me the confidence and keeping me without them even knowing it. Me running with them helped me mm. through the the real fatigue part of marathon training, and. I just remember. I just remember back to that going. Oh, I need to get through, and I just felt to myself, I should have done it that day. I don't have it now, and that's that, That's the that's the paranoia. Doubt starts starts in your head, like, and you're thinking, do you, do you have it? Can you can you do it? Can you do this? And just oh my, my I'm sore. This is sore. That's sore. You know, and that, I think that's that's what I struggle with more than anything. The the self doubt, but then that's because you've probably tried it so many times, mm. and then. That so, was it then, that was... So the morning of the marathon then? Yeah. How did you feel? Relaxed. I put, I'd sort of tricked myself into feeling relaxed because I'd look back on the races that I'd done really well and I'd look back on Belfast half a year before, Carlingford that year, uh, East Andrew and the, the Eames one, and I just felt relaxed. I just, I just had to trick myself into feeling relaxed and be like, Ah, oh, this is a good wee day, you know, you're out, you're going for a Sunday morning run, you're going down, down the storm and you're meeting your mates, you can down, and that's the way I was trying to, trying to relay it, and, well, inside I was nervous, like, cause, but, I had a job to do, I was just like, this is our job today, this is what we're, we're going to to do yesterday, this is, this is it, like, this is, this is it, and, you know, I went the night before, cause Willie, Willie came up, and, he was wanting to be at different spots, and he was like, I want you to be here at five mile, I want you to be here at ten mile and just, just trying to keep me cool and like I'm sure everybody everybody was the same like and uh I said, Sure, come on, we'll jump in the car and we jumped in the car and we went round. Little did he know what I was gonna do. Uh we jumped in the car anyway and I took him round the whole the whole course just because he he likes to see it, he could he wouldn't because of the way Belfast was this year he wasn't gonna get round at all. So I took him round and he was like he was telling me of the times that he was doing the marathon and you know, oh, we went this way and we went that way and the coach used to be here. And I was taking it all in. I was like, you know, because like, you do take it in from guys like Willie, like, and, yeah. you know, that are the, the, the times that we could only dream of, like. And we come up, we come up, right? We come up off uh, the Bowser Road and we're going up Finnegan. He's like, oh, it's a brave we pull there. And we're up and over and then we went up Finnegan down Alistair Town Road and he was like, oh, I have the old one come up through this way and down by Kennedy Way. And he says, oh, that's another way hell. And then we turned left, turned right into Lanark Way and I knew what was coming because a couple of weeks previous, me and two of the club mates had went and done 20 miles off the Belfast route, slow just to just to get used to it and just, you know, to be to be out there, just a good training run. And he turned onto the Shankle Road and then took a left up to Ardoin and whenever I turned the car onto that he was looking at me and he's like do you come up this way and I was like aye and he says what way do you go and I said straight on and he looked up the hill and he's like it's a bit of a hill that's a bit nasty <laughs> and I was like and then in my head I was thinking oh no oh no if he's saying that you know what it is and then like and then from it's from 17 to 18 that mile well which turned out to be 17 and a half to 18 and a half but that's another story uh, that that mile I knew was the hardest part of the course that was going to be that was going to be it so I took him around anyway and then we were coming back to the house and I I pulled up at the Chinese and he's I was like do you want do you want anything do you want a coke round I'm going to get Chinese so I got a Chinese and I went into the off license get two tins of 
two tons of cotton perk. <laughs> I go back here and I sat and eating the Chinese and he was like, why are you eating the Chinese? <laughs> do that and then I opened the tin of Cottenberg and he's like man he's drinking and you can just see him and he, it is wee envelope because well they would usually have a wee envelope for the marathons and a couple of envelopes <coughs> he's had for me he's had to rip up and throw away you know because of my times he does a frame or two and, you know you can just see the envelope he's thinking of the body I'd wrote in the envelope but it always been my predicted time in it and me sitting eating a Chinese and two tins of Cottenberg and out before the marathon and he's like what is he doing but little did he know in my head, it was keeping me relaxed. Yeah. I had run my marathons before, like doing what people do, carb loading, mm-hmm. and just Drink just do plenty of water. This time I decided, no, I'm doing it my way. This is this is what works for me. This is what happens. And like my training had completely changed. I was training hard, and I was recovering better. I'd noticed on my recovery days, like Debbie, Debbie again, who's fantastic, fantastic the way she trains. She had, she had told me to train with my heart rate. So on my recovery days, I was training by heart rate. So I would have kept my runs as easy. So I would have been watching my watch to see when it said easy, you stayed in easy, you stayed in the green zone. You didn't go into the orange, you definitely didn't go into the red. And on my easy day runs, that's what I'd done. So if it was seven and a half minute, if it was eight minute, as long as it was in green, I was happy enough. And... I honestly think that's what helped me not to be sick, not to get mm-hmm. fatigued, to be going to the start line. Preventing um, yourself from burning out. For, yeah, and that was that was the big difference. And, you know, the day before the East Antrim, one that I was going to do what I usually do, I had a Chinese and a two cotton work. I was like, oh, it worked out then, it felt fine, so I'm not changing, I'm <laughs> doing what I'm doing. And you just see, well, he was, well, he was laughing like, and then, Got up the next morning, and I don't. I, now I've decided no breakfast. That, that these are the things that breakfast before. Oh, you should have plenty of breakfast. You should have plenty of water. You should do this. You should do that. And the only thing I did try for East the East Antrim one that it was my last my last long run before Belfast was gels, because I don't as I said before I don't take water on board. I don't take gels and don't do it in training. But I decided on that run, I might need a wee kick. I might need a kick come the last couple of miles so I said right if I take a gel at 18 I'll see if that repeats on me in the 4 mile or if innings because I was thinking right if I take it at 22 mile I should be okay in my head I was thinking right well it should be alright because it won't affect your stomach because of the stomach problems I've ever had before with marathons as you do but this day I was I had the two gels and I was like right gels in the pocket no no breakfast got up had one round of toast and a coffee and that was it very little water because I because I just took plenty of water during the week. I didn't change anything. Just kept the same structure as I trained as everything. Got down to Stormont. I was talking away to the boys and just trying to stay nice and cool, relaxed. And then uh, I got down to Stormont and we John was there. We John McGee from our club, our wee, our wee legend John. Like, and he was like, well, you'll go well today. You'll go well today. You know who he is. And I said, well, John, I'm just out for a wee run. Sure, sure, you can come along with me. No, he's just joking. I was trying to keep myself all, yeah. keep myself all cool and calm collective and then bang gun went and away you went and I remember Barry was there and the voice was there and my only problem and I had thought to me that day well obviously the marathon's going to be a problem but my biggest fear that day was I was running with a group of guys that I knew were going for sub 245 mm-hmm. could run sub 245 and in all my races building up to Belfast I was running beside them 
but I wasn't going for 245 that day. I needed to get under the 3R, which, <laughs> you know, I, I would have been happy in Belfast at 2, 259 just to get it off my back, get that yeah. monkey, get that pressure, <clears> get that. So trying to keep myself relaxed. and Not, not that I was getting into it knowing I, I had it done, because 26 miles can be... Do you think it's well, This is like your tenth attempt. Now, yeah, so. so it's not is it? It's not a given that you can run. You can yeah. run just because you can run at one. You do it week in week out. Yeah, training, but you can run a seventy-eight half marathon, and you still can't mm-hmm. run a three-hour marathon. That can happen. That's it's just on the day, and I remember seeing them boys go and just saying no, just run your own race, just sit back, just do your own thing, and that was grand. And most of the race actually, I, I spent on my own, which for me was great because. I don't like the crowds. I don't like people. Like I'm sure, I'll say it, and you you'll probably say it too. Like when people are, it's great to have people supporting you. Mm-hmm. But when you're having a crap time and somebody goes, "Go on, keep going," you and your legs just won't move, and you're frustrated with yourself, and people are screaming at you, and you're like, "I'd love to, but I just can't." And you can only hear that for so long. And I've heard it from six I've had it walking, about, and, you know, even yeah. walking. They say, "Come on, yeah. you can do it." You, you just block them. Ah, you're you're like, trying and. Fair that enough. was great for me. Better off, like, because Belfast, mm-hmm. the support in Belfast was amazing this year. Mm-hmm. For me, it was it was brilliant. Where you needed it in different spots, and the route was brilliant. And like, I just had to keep going. And then I remember getting to five mile, and Willie had said to me, "I want your five mile split." And I remember looking at my watch and going, thirty one song. I was thirty one. I think it was thirty one or two or something. I was like, "That's quick." Can't tell him that. And he was on down the road a wee bit. And <laughs> I looked at my watch again when I got closer, and I was like. I thirty two forty eight, just made it up since we thirty thirty four was goodbye him and he's like dead on dead on dead on slow down now slow down and I went on I was like thank thank God I didn't tell the real time so I did start easing myself back say right Drew calm calm down and then come on round and it was great because there was a lot of lot of our club out there was like a lot of our club out watching and you could sort of feel the ones that were out some of the ones that were out have been on this journey with me you know <laughs> and I remember one of the boys standing at the entrance to Arnold Park and he's just waving me down like a policeman he's just like slow down <laughs> think, and he's pointing his head pointing his head going think slow down so I was like look I'm dead on I'm, I'm, I'm alright here I'm alright and everyone's going everyone's going grand but I just I wasn't I wasn't enjoying the race mm-hmm. you know because I was just focused I wasn't doing my usual going out and running and having having my usual time that oh right here we're running it's just focused it just seemed to it was different on the day but it's just get we've this job to do and get it done so come on and get through get getting through the miles rightly and i come out of come out of on the finicky and i started feeling a bit ropey and i was thinking no not the day you have to you can't you can't not do this today you have to keep going and I, Got up through Finnegan and get get down, come down the only time road, and that's about thirteen miles. Come through halfway. I remember checking the watch at halfway, and it was like one twenty seven, one twenty six, one twenty seven. There was a guy from Lauren with me, um, Wayne Morrow, uh, Ben Morrow's brother, um, and he was he was talking away, and he was like, "How are you going?" And I was like, "Ah, dead on." And he says, "What are you going for?" And I was like, "Sub three. And he says, "Here we're sitting, <laughs> we're sitting about two forty nine pace here." And I was like, oh, I'm going to have to slow down, I'm going to have to slow down. And then we were talking and we are talking, as you do, you're sort of chittering away and a couple of miles in and he was helping me and I was helping him and I seemed to be stronger on the hills 
I usually am stronger in the hills now because of all the strength training up Scrabble and he pulled me up along the, the flats and I was getting him up hills and I said to him about this hill coming up on the Ardoin and laughing about Willie the night before and just, just joking about it and I said, like, we'll get to this hill and as soon as we get up here, you go on because if you're going for 249, I'm going for 359 or 259, no joking and got up anyway and came down and I, was, I felt right, that's the last hill over, right? Boom, now, now it's game time. Now this is where, this is where you've always struggled. Mm-hmm. This is on the day you struggled. This is what you got to do. And I remember coming down and I felt, felt okay. And I come down by solitude and whatever happened, coming down, coming left at solitude, getting into the waterworks, it, it, it was on me. It was like, nah, nah, I don't feel this. And for some reason, I don't know what it was. I just, I just ran out and I'd already took my gel and I was thinking, what's wrong? How long? Now you need to kick. And I remember, I remember coming into the park and the water, the water obviously on one side and the wee grass and I seen the grass thinking, I'd be happy enough sitting there. I'd be happy enough. That's me. I'm, I'm all right. And I was like, no, not the day. This is the day. You have to do this. You have to keep pushing on. And I can, I got through the park and I was feeling real real bad like I, I, I was but it was in that so, no as you said everybody gets a bit in the marathon where it's tight where it's sore where it's you, you, you think can I do this can I not and that was my point coming through the waterworks it was like hey, that's it this is you have, if you work through this you'll get in and I could through the waterworks anyway and then I met Jamie the guy from North Down on the other side of the waterworks and he said do you want anything and I says I need a gel because of none left. Mm-hmm. I said, I need a gel. And he says, I'll take one, I'll get you one, I'll come back to you. So he got me a gel and I got it in me. And I could only had a gel about a mile beforehand. And he got me that one. So, and as soon as I took it, I could feel it. I could feel it and no, because I had no, I didn't have any substantial meals. I didn't have any breakfast. I just, I was running out. Mm-hmm. And usually that was the case in the marathon where I'm burnt out because of no fuel. I haven't fuel properly. Because I was getting the gels, it was picking me back up, it was giving me that lift. And then he ended up he ended up coming a few miles with me. And I remember coming round coming round by uh, the telegraph, Belfast Telegraph, uh, on Frederick Street and I was out I was out on my own again. I was running round and I always do this thing when I'm running. So a guy said to me when I was running one time, he says, If you could smile when you're running, it tricks your brain smile and talk to people so I was like right 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 you know, so I was thinking all these three things go through your head I just remember going by Frederick Street and I seen this guy coming walking up towards me there was nobody else anywhere near him I was like that's Paddy Barnes you know the boxer Paddy Barnes and I run to the side of the road and I was, he was walking up and I was like alright Paddy what about you and he looked at me as if like because I <laughs> sort of let him go and he thought do I know you I was like how's it going Paddy you run the marathon you doing the relay and he's like aye 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 you doing the marathon I says aye and he says Ah, uh, fair play to you, you're going rightly. And then that gave me a wee boost that, you know, just talking and trying to just cause, cause, cause my mind was going, no, 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 no. And then that broke it and that got, got me through the next couple of miles and then I got back back in through and then, then I, I, did, I wasn't even checking my time. I wasn't even doing, uh, I didn't care about my time at that stage. It was just like, Dux, just keep going. The pacer could be just behind you. But you've been doing these miles, you've, you've been doing these flats, just keep going, keep going. And then I remember coming off the, onto the Armour Road, and I knew, I knew I was still up, but I still think to myself, I don't know how far, and I remember looking at my watch, and it was the next mile was 6.28. On the 23, the 24 mile was 6.28. And 
And I was like, right, right, two mile, two mile to do. And I was climbing up that wee hill up on the road and I never thought it, it was like, a, it was like an up downward. So it was, <laughs> my legs were pinging and I've never had, I was like, no, no, not today, not mm. today, not, not today. And then we come round, got up the top of the hill and then I come back, back down through and then that was. You must have knew though when you turned that corner. No, well, when I turned it, turned at Ravenhill, I knew it was up. I knew it was up and I knew it to my, but I didn't know I had it, simply because all the self-doubt from before mm. and everything that I'd done before was flashing through my head, like, oh, you remember in Dublin the time you'd done the, 20, the last mile was 26 minutes? You remember, oh, uh, like, yeah. literally everything was going through my... Then Could make it easy for yourself. No, and that's, that's the thing, but... I just had to keep going, no, forget about that, no, just keep running, you were, you were, it was like, something was coming into your head, and you were wiping it to the side, and then something, you were wiping, you just kept, and, that's, that was the only thing that was probably holding me back, and people say, I've this monkey on your back, and stuff, it's only now I can relate to that, because the whole way through them last couple of miles, I was thinking, oh, you remember the time that you pulled up, you remember the time this happened, you remember, you remember the time you nearly done it, and now, you know, it was only really, when I turned, cause I came back, I came down, and then you turned into Pawn Pawn Road, and then you went through the gate, and I could see my mom and dad and Billy and wee brother and his girlfriend were were ahead, and Jim, one of our head coaches, was on his bike, uh, on on Pawn Road, and he was like, "Come on, Joey, keep it going, and get just keep going," and I I turned in, and then I think mom mom tells the story probably a bit different, like this is this attempt attempt ten that she was there and. She said she was saying to Willie, Willie was checking his watch and he was like, I can give you another five minutes or so yet because he had predicted me at that time, 2.54. So he was like, oh, I'll be another couple of minutes. So I didn't want to let my mum know what he had predicted. And then mum says, all she's seen was my blue top. She said, there he is, there he is. And she was, she was screaming and all I could hear then was her screaming. I couldn't hear anything else but my mum screaming. I go, I couldn't even, last year I couldn't even, I could hardly see. And I, I sort of think, I sort of tried to wink at them because the whole two miles beforehand, it was just focused, just trying to try to get there. And I got through Armel Park and, and you're coming down by the tennis courts with the lagging side. We'd already been in and the lagging side 10k and it was a terrible run it that day. And I was coming down and I was thinking, right, you've got to get across this embankment. You've got to get across this embankment. And so many times I've come across that embankment in the marathon and been walking or something's happened. It's like, get across, get across. And I honestly, until I crossed the line, I didn't think I was gonna do it. <laughs> Literally until like I looked up at the clock when I was coming in. It was two, I think I said two fifty seven when I first seen it because it was two fifty eight something when I come over the line or something whatever it was. I just remember seeing it and going, "I'll be twelve minutes, I'll be twelve minutes to get to that sign." <laughs> and then when, then whenever I come over the line, it was it. That was it. Like you know, I just realised and I didn't. I knew I knew the marathon was over, but I didn't, like it was over the distance. But I didn't care because I knew from early on, I knew like three miles or so in, it was going to be over. Yeah. I just knew I had to get to the ozone before that clock said three hours. That was my, so I didn't, it didn't bother me what, what the distance was. I knew it wasn't going to be too far over, but yeah, on, literally until I crossed, until I crossed that line, I didn't think I was going to break the sub three. Like I, I honestly didn't. And you know, Jesus, the pictures are there now to, to see. That was that was the that was the relief. But so how did that feeling? Because <clears throat> that's some of the best photograph from Belfast. You crossed yeah. the line, 
um, euphorics or yeah, oh, what was your finishing time? Your official finishing time? Uh, two forty eight on the bin. <clears throat> I gave me two forty eight zero zero, so it was and like like sub two fifty, like yeah. Well, I couldn't. I like I knew like my sound. I always knew. I always had the belief. Even back back two thousand sixteen, I always had the belief, and I think that's the only thing that kept me going. I always had the belief that I can break this. I can do this. It's just a matter of training well, making sure you do it right, making sure mm. everything lines up for you, and making sure most importantly you give the marathon the full credit that it deserves. Like you have to treat that marathon with respect. If you want to go sub three, or if you want to do a, if you want to race a marathon, you have to respect the distance. You have to take it for what it is, mm. and I just knew if everything lined up and. It's four or five things there. If you'd done all that, you would have a good day. So I just said to myself, even when I was feeling, I was like, oh, I could have done this better. I could have done that better. I could have done this better. I could have done that better. And for that, for on that day, yes, even when I finished, I said, well, there's a couple of days I could have done better. But I knew I'd put myself in a position that <clears throat> next time I'll maybe try to go harder. But for on that day, that was my job, just to make sure I come in like it would have been the same at 259 you know how, how I would have felt I just needed to do what I had thought that I I could have done like you know and that's that's but the, just listen to you there there was something different that happened in that race <clears throat> whereas and this is marathon run and this mm-hmm. is one of my weaknesses is that there's points in the, the marathon in that last 10k mm-hmm. that are going to really challenge you so deep yeah, and <clears throat> you looked at the grass and you looked at the water. That mm-hmm. could have been the moment. Oh yeah, that yeah. You had failed numerous times before, yeah. like so many of us do. Your head, just your head, yeah. And but it doesn't stop there. You might pull it back a little bit, and then the next one comes along. So now you're <laughs> thinking about this had happened in three o two, or this had happened, and you are having to fight, and battle with yourself mentally. But I think I think like people say people say like, looking looking back on it. Like looking back on it, that moment, them moments, them moments of the in the last ten mm-hmm. k, and I, and like yes, my training was different, but I've always trained hard. But I honestly think this year's been different. Like I've said before, because I've started to help coach, I've started to help with the guy. See the the team of guys that we run with, the groups, and seeing the people at trainings. This to me, they inspire me. They, they they give me the confidence to when I turn up to a race to give everything I have because I see them giving everything. And they give I, you like, a deeper reason. So whenever I'm running, whenever I'm running, like I have this, I have this thing when I'm when I'm coaching. I would say to them like if they're doing four hundreds or eight hundreds, you know I'd be helping out and I'd be like, look, last one's free. The last one's free. This is your free one. You know this is the the second last one's a hard one and the last one's the free one, and having their memories in my head over the last couple of months. Whenever I was looking at that, as I say, the grass and the, the water on the, I was going, nah, not the day, Drew, you just sit down there. Memories like that, I know you have all the bad stuff of all the things happening, but memories like that keep you going. Memories like, you know, you've, you've made them do this, you've said to them, now believe in your own, believe in your own ability, believe in what you're telling people, believe, you know, you have to believe, you know, you have to, you know, you have to, you know, things like that, involving yourself and seeing that, like a lot of people think running's individual, it's an individual sport, but you get so much more out of it if you 
if you're working with with other people mm-hmm. you know i think when you see other people doing well not on a not on a like oh i see him doing well i want to catch him i want to beat him on a on a level of being look how look how look how dedicated they are look how well you know look how well yeah, they l- go, listen you know? to you there with the this might be right or wrong though but listen to all the other nine attempts if you like apart from your mum who was there every yeah. morning yeah. <laughs> um, it was really you know you sort of it didn't come together but that was just about you yeah but in this last one there was a lot more than you involved in that race as you said yeah yeah they, they, yeah probably they, yeah. they all done it with you and yeah. you it was that not wanting to let anybody else down which sounds well, yeah. like it was helping you fight those moments that you were being challenged well, pro- probably, the most yeah, in the yeah. last Pro- Probably, yeah, probably, probably, yeah, and, you know, like, yeah, you felt, not, not that I Before felt, it didn't matter if you yeah. fell out in Dublin, okay, yeah. I'm just going to do, oh, I'm going to do this, but yeah. as you said, like, the whole of dream gone on that journey <laughs> with you, yeah. you know, and you really didn't want to let anybody down, no. and no. let alone yourself, yeah. but even more so, it becomes more important when there's other people involved. Fuck okay, yeah, but you know, yeah, I, like not that, I, I didn't think it was, you don't think yeah, it's pressure, you think but it, you know, it's, it's good to see, it's good to, to have that, you know, I, I really do, like, you know, I really think that, but you know, at the same, at the same time, you know, back, back to the very, very start, like, you know, like the, the main, the, the wee thing is in my head, I remember coming across the tow path and it was the day, the day even, like I touched on it before the day and the day and uh, I was sitting in Queens like and I'd done the uh, I'd done it in my training run like you know I remember sitting on the on the bank with my head in my hands I was just like like obviously like I was just saying to myself as I do in my runs I was just saying Jesus Polly we've done that there <laughs> we've done the sub three like you know and it was about me and him because mm. that was my main focus of getting a sub three I want to, when this came, this came a thing, I was like, I want to do this for him. I want to do this. I want to see if we can do this because, like, I know if he was here, he'd be, that's what he'd be striving. He'd be striving to, because he was one of those type of people. He tried his hardest to do everything and he was great at sports and different things. And I just thought, you know what, he's not going to get the chance to do this. So I'm going to try, I'm going to try my hardest to do it. And that was my main goal but because I'd sort of done it before now I could show everybody that we'd done it and Belfast seemed to be this is this is it like you know this you, is the one thanks very much this is the one <laughs> oh, is. cheers man two, two hours 48 minutes you truly smashed it yeah well done. So. nearly didn't get a sub 3 in your recording it was 2.51 Jesus <laughs>